0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the debut episode of the Back to Square One podcast. I'm your host, Doodles, and I'm joined by my co-host and lead vocalist of our band, Back to Square One, Linus Lanier.
1: Hello! Am I
0: saying Linus Lanier right? Is that actually how you pronounce it?
1: Uh, well, it's a Welsh name. It's, I think it's pronounced cle- like Kinos, but...
0: Clean Whatever. Clean us. Clean us. We'll go with Linus. Us? That sounds all right.
1: It sounds. We'll better. go
0: with that. <laughs> I don't want to do the debut episode and cock your name up, so we'll go with that no, one. That's how. You, that is your I'll name. I'll cock now. it
1: up myself anyway. So that is your name.
0: <laughs> so right, this is the <laughs> debut episode of the Back to Square One podcast, and we thought today we would just let you guys into sort of behind the scenes of the band and a little bit about our lives because we haven't really got anything else planned and you guys may or may not know who we are. Uh, You may know one or both of us, you may not know any of us, so this is a good opportunity for us just to talk about our life and let you into some of our Going on and what we do as abandon who we are as people. Uh, you've got to excuse my chair if it squeaks because I'm trying to record <laughs> an award-winning podcast that ain't going to win shit. And <laughs> I have a squeaky chair, so if it squeaks, we've just got to live with it. Uh, but <laughs> do you want to start with you? Do you want to let us know a little bit about yourself? Because I'll ramble on uh, forever, so you can go first if you want.
1: Right. Okay then. Um, so where do you start, really?
0: Um, I don't know how. Just- how did you get into music? Is there anything? Got any stories
1: um well i can tell you the story right but it's quite embarrassing so good. <laughs> it begins in the 90s with the spice girls oh
0: man i'm sure that was like the first music i heard i'm sure my yeah. my sister pl- played the spice i think it was actually like, the first music that i listened to and i knew what music actually yeah. was oh so embarrassing
1: i know so good i think i had five albums yeah. did they even have five albums i had them all i think i
0: love i think the first album i owned was will smith and i can't was remember it? which one it was it was either big Willie stuff that was it album <laughs> title or it was willennium it was one it was whatever one had miami on that was my first yeah. album i ever owned oh so really? embarrassing i didn't even know what rock music was at that point that was a oh, yeah was, no me
1: neither i think i had the
0: bob the builder soundtrack as well the single
1: did you? And the Power
0: Rangers, I had the Power Rangers thing. That was the first thing I actually on the Power Rangers that's, single. That's
1: cool, though, we see. That was, that's good.
0: That was that's my a, first that's
1: one. That's good
0: taste. So, that. so my first musical experience was power metal, actually, so that's quite cool. Yeah. Didn't know it at the time, didn't know what music was at the time, but it's all good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so from the Spice Girls, I went on to Westlife. Oh, God. Um, Gotta love a bit no. of Westlife love Westlife had the DVD had, well I don't think it was a DVD actually it was no, a video no we're
0: doing VHS we are old
1: VHS we're showing yeah. our age we
0: are not young bucks
1: yeah ducks. oh no. I'm, I'm in my 80s now we're in
0: the VHS days oh my yeah. god yeah
1: rewinding it
0: we're only 26
1: yeah
0: <laughs> oh those were the days
1: oh crying when Brian oh. came on on Westlife and then anyways um whenever it was when Busted came oh. on
0: that was actually a guilty pleasure of mine, Busted. I actually yeah. had their album. It's, I
1: was quite, yeah. They, they were my obsession, kind of. It's
0: one of those guilty pleasures that I'm not afraid to admit. I didn't openly admit that I like Busted, but I'll never deny it. But yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually really like Busted. I've got I had their album. I don't think I saw do. do. Uh, I actually went. I to think see, I might
1: have. I think I went to see. I went
0: see in about a few years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was. And there was the DVD. I think it was a show in Manchester. It was from the second album to a cycle. And I took mm. it, it was like 25p, so I thought, fuck it, let's buy it. I took it to the counter yeah. and the dude behind the counter <laughs> was like a tattooed up like metalhead. And he just like looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> and I was just like, 25p, it can't, it can't be that bad, can it? And he was oh. like, it really can be that bad. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I actually watched it. I may or may not still have it, I'm not totally sure. But yeah, I did buy it and I was, need- it was embarrassing. That was the only time I've been embarrassed to admit that I listened to Busted.
1: <laughs> when not you watch it? I don't both know. of them
0: watch that to, I need to dig it out I, I don't know if I saw it I might have sold it for like a penny or something like that um, back to them but I don't know but it's I don't know I like McBusted actually that is one band that I will openly say that I do like
1: see I didn't like McFly I thought they were too soft like,
0: I like Busted McFly were good but not I don't know there was something about them like they were a bit too yeah poppy Did, I think yeah. for my liking
1: there was no and, uh, like attitude but going on
0: McBus- there. McBusted was actually the last live show that I saw
1: really it was actually
0: it was pretty damn good to tell you the truth I actually really liked it and I uh, yeah. album is possibly still in my car so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not going to deny that one but we've all got little guilty yeah. pleasures and that's, they're probably mine they're like my biggest yeah. ones
1: yeah I remember wearing the t-shirt on non-uniform day in school and thinking I was like
0: it. oh I didn't go that I far it. I didn't go that far I think I actually oh, got the yeah. Busted album I think I sent my grandma my grandmother to uh, HMV to buy I think it was Linkin Park's Meteor album I think it was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. she was going to dad, I was going to school I said pick us up the good Charlotte Young and the Hopeless and Linkin Park's Meteora album and she came back with Busted <laughs> into Linkin Park and the reason was because well, it had the parental advisory sticker on apparently the person over the counter said that it contained swear words and that, so seems I was like only twelve oh, years no. old or thirteen years old. I wasn't allowed it, so I got busted oh. instead. But surprisingly enough, the album was pretty damn decent. So
1: yeah, so it's all. The, good. Only, the only album I wasn't ever well, it wasn't an album, it was a single. I wasn't allowed to have was "Candle in the Wind" by Elton John, because oh. my dad said it was too sad for. <laughs>
0: I, think I remember when would I have been, it was when Iowa came out by Slipknot, so it was probably like mm-hmm. 2001-ish, I think I got into rock music around like 99, mm-hmm. but like 2000 was when I got into it, and uh, I remember when Iowa came out, there was a, I got Metal Hammer or Kerrang! or something like that, and there was yeah. a, a poster of Clown um, with his Iowa mask on, but he had his uh, self-titled album mask in his hand, and like it had the brain like hanging out of with it, with blood over it. And I put it on my wall because I thought it was cool as because it slipped not yeah. I like this I'm like this new little eleven year old metal head. And I put yeah. it on and my stepdad absolutely went ballistic. I thought oh, I thought God. he was gonna literally punch me.
1: <laughs> and I'd proper
0: oh it was like, whoa shit. So I turned it over and blink one eight two was on the other side and that's what went up in the end yeah so in my room i had
1: a good choice as well but i
0: think my poster collection i think i had like the 151 pokemon or 150 pokemon i had a poster of all the pokemon <laughs> and next to it was slipknot's uh, clown sean coin or whatever he's called oh. holding his mask with a bloody brain hanging out of it that was like oh my
1: god i, think
0: I was like 11 10 or 11 years old at that point i remember that day i yep. absolutely oh, i thought i was gonna get like i thought i was literally <laughs> gonna get like whacked for it but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was quite. Yeah, that was quite fun. It's that's sort yeah. of, that was my introduction to rock music, really.
1: Yeah. See, yours is a lot better than mine. I didn't. Well,
0: I don't know. I, th- when I did have Will Smith. Did I, I mean Will Smith no, was my will first Smith's album. Cool. But will
1: Smith's cool. I, say, I, it's I better than the Spice Girls. I do Girls. like
0: him. Yeah, but I remember like I didn't know what music was. So my sister listened to, like Spice Girls and all that crap, and uh, I, that was that was music to me. So that's what I listened to. So I have my little yeah. uh, portable radio portable cd player. oh yes
1: i had one of them top
0: 14 rock out some spice girls and that
1: yeah i had one well i got one when i went to high school this is when i was about 14 and ipods had started coming out and i didn't have enough money for one so i was like fishing out old cd players and i was sat on the bus with this is what this was by the time I got into proper music, yeah. so I had my, I had my Green Day,
0: oh nice, American
1: Idiot album. That was like the one that changed us. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess I never and got I, into Green Day yeah. that much before then. Before American Idiot came out.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't even know who they were. It was, I think it was Bonfire Night and we had a family party, and my cousin was talking to my dad about like all the new CDs because she was into like really cool stuff back then, and she lent it to my dad, and my dad was like. You know how these are? They're like grown up busted. Busted for adults yeah. and I was like <laughs> it's good really? a of actually, yeah. Yeah. And then, so we let his listener was the first CD I had with swear words in and I was like oh. I'm actually allowed to listen to swears now? Well, I suppose as embarrassing really as busted up. might
0: have been, it probably was like the gateway drug to like punk music yeah. for a lot of people because you sort of, that was yeah. like the kids' version of punk, like pop punk or rock music, whatever you want to call it. And then it's like sort of, you're progressing like the likes of Green Day and Fall Out Boy and obviously all the bands that yeah. came around at that point. But uh, yeah, I think I heard Basket Case back when obviously I first got into music. It used to be on Karang all the time and that. And it was, yeah. it was one of those songs where I liked it, but it didn't change my life in any way. Uh, mm-hmm. It changed my life a lot later. I was, uh, when I really got into Green Day, I realised how good that whole album was. But yeah, I yeah. think it was like American Idiot came out and that's when I sort of paid attention to them. And uh, yeah. it was strange. And I love like Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Sun 41, The Offspring, but ne- Green Day were never on my radar, which is really weird because they were like the father of pop modern pop punk. Really, yeah. So yeah, it really well, weird. it's
1: like It was like the other way around for me. So it was Green Day first and then everyone else came after it because like i was just so obsessed with them i had like the bullet in a bible dvd and everything and then yeah. started buying karang and finding like like i didn't even know who blink wanted to were at that point that's yeah. how think, bad it was first, i think
0: my f- introduction to me, it was probably on the same point obviously it was like spice girl i think one day i think i, I had some friends round. it was like, say, like a friday or saturday night or whatever uh it was probably about nine and uh, one of them stuck on karang it was like, check this music yeah. out. Like, oh, like mm-hmm. this is like, so like secret and like, so naughty to listen to. Yeah. And uh, we're listening to like, all sorts of stuff. And I think there was like Guns N' Roses, I think it was You Could Be Mine, and mm-hmm. November Rain videos were on. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I didn't know what a guitar was. I didn't know anything. So no, what any no, it was the same. There was just this guy with curly long hair, with a top hat on, with a cigarette. He was just doing something. And this music was just like, amazing it yeah. was like I have no idea what this is but I love it and then yeah. And yeah, I sort of didn't like keep up with it for a while that was like say about 1999 sort of thing and then it was sort of like the year after that I started to really pay attention to it mm-hmm. and then yeah it's pretty much I, I got into all the new metal obviously that was what it was about so it was like oh, I was going yeah. like some 41 then like Slipknot and then like Blink 182 yeah. Blink Biscuit, and all that and then yeah I would say it was probably about 2012 no 2012, 2002 Rather, I think I saw the Sweet Child of Mine video. I think Mm -hmm. it was. And I saw obviously the same people that I saw those years earlier. And there was a cool guy with a top hat and a cigarette, playing this riff. And it was like, I have no idea what he's doing, but I want to do that. I don't know what a guitar is. I don't know what rock music is or whatever, (laughs) but just whatever this guy is doing now, that's what I want to do with my life. And that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And I remember in it's, school, I think it was like year eight, so it would have been like year, when you're 12, we had to start like learning how to play an instrument and that and I was just like, I have no idea what to do. My my friend could play like 12-bar <laughs> blues, like simple power chords on guitar and I thought he was like a rock yeah. star. He was like, he could, like, could play like, I think it was E, A, D and E and he was playing this little like progression and I was like, oh my God, you're yeah. like, the greatest guitar player on the planet. I was so jealous <laughs> of him. And like, I thought it was so much better than his and it was, oh, but yeah, that's pretty much, that was my introduction. So yeah. long. The same point but yeah i think green day came a lot later i think i was into a lot of music before green day came a lot mm-hmm. and then obviously all the bands like my chem and all that fallout oh, Boy. Yeah. i didn't really i didn't like them as much that was my thing uh Go i liked the-, the early mike i like i'm not okay uh mm-hmm. thank you for the venom and that but anything after that black parade and that was never really my thing fallout boy was oh, like something yeah. that i liked but i didn't listen to like i didn't hate it but didn't have a thing for it
1: Mm -hmm. Um, no I really liked them I remember being on the bus and thinking this was when I was going through my Green Day phase I used to go home and make powerpoint presentations of the lyrics because I didn't have the internet back then yeah
0: back (laughs) in the day (laughs) back
1: in the day and then I found out about my chem and I was like I felt so bad because they were turning it like my new obsession and I felt really bad on Green Day and I remember thinking I was about 14 or Fifteen, I think. Yeah. I was on the bus thinking oh no. You were cheating on them. I'm I'm cheating on them with my (laughs) cat.
0: So bad I can't believe you'd do that. I know how bad is that. Train Billy Joe. Yeah. Awful person.
1: And (laughs) And then of course like once we started getting into all them and that was the big thing and everyone at school started getting into them of course we were gonna like join a band and we were gonna do it as well yeah, so, like exactly, me and yeah. my friend bought guitars and like i don't think she ever learned to play as, but hers was lilac yeah. so she loved it um and that's like how i started like trying to learn yeah I've, i'll never say that i've learned because i haven't
0: yeah <laughs> But you, you can um, not play. You can not play. Guitar, I'm
1: all so, right. Yeah. yeah you get the, but, job, um, you get the job. Yeah. I did have lessons, though. And then once the lessons stopped, like, that, I just kind of stopped getting any better, yeah. really.
0: Yeah. I took lessons, I think, for, like, three weeks or something like that. I think I did went a you? couple of times. And this, like, teacher, this, uh, it was, like, some punk woman, she was trying to teach us, like, basic stuff. And then we had to learn Come As You Are by Nirvana. And I'd hated oh, Nirvana at all. Really? Oh, yeah, I was like, I hate hate this band they're awful. And I just <laughs> gave up going. But i I learned to love Nirvana later on down yeah. the road. But now they're another band that I'm not massively into. Everyone loves them. And it's like I don't mind them but I really yeah, I rarely I really hunt really. them out. That's what I think. I yeah, rarely hunt them out. I, I
1: quite like them actually, but like my guitar teacher, he was like I think he still plays in bands now. Yeah. And he was really into like classic rock and stuff and he was like really big on guns and roses. And he was teaching us the solo from uh, Sweet Child of Mine.
0: Yeah, awesome. I it's one solo I love to play. I can play like half yeah. of it and do I guess the fast bit. I get halfway I'm just,
1: through, yeah. Just
0: now nah, I can't do it actually and uh, then, um, want, wanting to cover that I think I told you about that we're going to cover it yeah I'm um, going to ask uh, Russian Dan as I like to call him Daniel Leonov oh, uh, yeah. over on YouTube I think I've talked to him before he might be listening to this podcast actually he did say he was going to uh, we are hoping hoping we get that covered done I've done the base for it already oh, cool so if we get that done hopefully he's going to do with the fast part so, um,
1: Once the bass is down, you have to do it. Exactly, yeah. That's, that was my have That's
0: day. it. So <laughs> I've, got the ba- I've got the bass down. I need to do the rest of it. I'll do the slow part of the solo, the one that's, that, that sounds really good. The And then yeah. when it gets to the complicated bit, that's probably not even that complicated, <laughs> just I can't play it for the sake of my life. Uh, he's going to yeah. do it. He's going to do the uh, final solo in it, hopefully. So yeah,
1: cool. That's always one
0: thing to do. But yeah, my, my music teacher, not the one that taught me to play guitar for like three weeks, my music teacher at school, he was really into like Guns N' Roses and that. Uh, yeah. he used to play in a semi-famous rock band I can't remember what they were called I want to say like the Carpenters but I know they're not because I'm sure that was some really famous band but like yeah, he had Carpenters that sort of vibe big, to it and he used to be in, like a semi-famous band in the 70s but he actually gave me some like he gave me the Use Your Illusion 1 album on cassette uh, I think he gave us like Led Zeppelin 1 I think he gave us Iron Maiden's uh, what was the album with the like the Sphinx on it um, oh, I don't know It might have been Sound the Seven Trumpet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Wikipedia right now. Maybe you gonna, have
1: to find that out. Are you it's ma- gonna kill us.
0: For the band, see so yeah, Iron Maiden. Right, well, I'm gonna find out now. I think I know which one it is, but it's just gonna annoy me. Uh Sound and no, it wasn't that. No, it might have been actually, it might have been Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. It was either that or it was Power Slave. That was the one with the Sphinx on it. I don't know which one he gave us. Yeah, it was Power oh. Slave. It had two minutes of midnight, and he gave us that thing. That was my first real introduction to Iron Maiden and uh, sort of like going into the more classic metal.
1: Yeah. Side stuff. I, th- see, I
0: think he gave
1: That's always been a bit like too Masculine, yeah. Really. I
0: think I heard like the trooper and maybe like run to the hills on Kerrang back in the day. Yeah, um, oh, that was but cool. when he gave us that, that I turned it on and there was like two minutes to midnight. I think I used to just like rewind the cassette two minutes to midnight, listen to that, and then I rewind it back and listen to it again. I did that all over <laughs> and over again. And uh, I say that was my first introduction to like metal, like mm-hmm. old, not like modern new metal and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, Guns N' mm-hmm. Roses, say, were more rock. Um, yeah. but then from there, obviously, I got into like Metallica and. All of that stuff, yeah, and the Slayers and the Aussie Osbournes and all of that stuff.
1: I don't know if you know because you're like Durham way, but did you ever go to Newcastle and see the green?
0: I've heard hippie, of
1: it hippie green, oh, goth,
0: it's goth, goth park <laughs> or goth. something like that, goth green or something. I don't goth know, yeah. Green. Um, I know I had friends that went to it, but it was never really my yeah. thing because although I was like a metalhead, I wasn't like a goth with the air quote. Um, yeah, yeah
1: air quotes that's what I'm doing the whole it was like weird yeah.
0: like I was friends with the goths in school and um, I was friends with like the nerds and the geeks but I sort of hung out with like the cool kids mm-hmm. but, like I was able to like hang out with the cool kids but have like Metallica playing in my headphones even though they were all into yeah. like what, I don't know what it was about then like Akon and Baby Cakes oh. and all that shite That I was about in the mid 2000s like, they were all into that and yeah. I could be still with like Metallica and headphones but like because we grew up together as a kid I like I still hung out with them then like if I wanted to get away from all like the acorn and all that shite I could go down I could like go hang out with the goth kids and like talk yeah. metal but uh, I they think like the, they went they to it I, I knew like people that went to that bit but no it was never my thing I was like I never dressed as like a goth or whatever no, there'd be they, emos now no there were emos later on emos that, I, was then, I don't know what yeah. they're called nowadays I don't know what the term is for people that listen to rock music when they're 15 years, old, I don't know what they get called nowadays. I
1: have no idea. Last time I'm I t- heard t- it was t- emos. T- <laughs> for that. It was
0: goth when I was growing up and it was emos and then I don't know what it is now.
1: Yeah. you know what it is we now. Were, we were big on, on like going, we went there every Saturday. Yeah, well, you're from friend, the area, was, aren't
0: you? So it was sort of like...
1: Yeah, it was like 10 minutes away. Yeah, um, I knew the
0: audience to go hang out on that. I thought it was, it was, yeah. it was probably like my scene. It was probably my thing, but no, nah, I never went. Never went.
1: That's how I. That's how I found out about like the heavier stuff because they'd be playing it like through their phones. And I remember someone had I think it was Slipknot or Corn. Yeah, one of the two. I was into
0: Slipknot. I wasn't massively into Corn. Corn was. Like, I
1: really like Corn. Corn
0: was a bit like a Nirvana sort of thing again, where it was sort of like I like them, but I'd never sort of seek them out. Like I like pre mm-hmm. and I think it was falling away from me i think that was the one. Oh yes with the do 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 that was like one of the first <laughs> riffs that i learned on clean guitar was it? Yeah. um but apart from that now it wasn't really my thing i was more of a slipknot yeah slipknot kid
1: i remember listening like hearing it for the first time thinking whoa this is like
0: yeah it was cool, too that. much
1: for me this is like scary but
0: i remember slipknot <laughs> i used to play it so much that was like one of my heavy rotated albums
1: yeah
0: Oh. Uh, what was on them. Actually, I'm on Wikipedia now, just looking at things and just sort of seeing what was actually on them, I'm trying to relive all these memories.
1: Yeah. Uh, Left Behind like was nostalgia. the lead
0: single from it. I wasn't a massive fan of Left Behind. It was one of those, it was alright, but I think like People Equal Shit or like My Plague or The Heretic Anthem those songs were just amazing Yeah, least, like, oh I love when that When you were angry really little 13 year old when like the person you fancied rejected you how you got told off by your parents, you go in yeah. and blast it and you were
1: People Equal Shit just over, over and over and over You were like, like I like... fucking
0: hate life
1: <laughs> <laughs> So angry Those
0: were the good old days Oh, yeah. Take me back I
1: hate. I hate being happy
0: Take me back <laughs> I know, those were the days. So much simpler. But uh, I'm trying to think what else yeah. I was into back then. It was pretty much like new metal, pop punk. You hear my chair squeaking, so it's going to ruin our chances of winning any awards with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was pretty much new metal and pop punk with a dash of like Guns and Roses were like my thing. Yeah. And uh, I think I remember getting into like hip hop as well when I was about 14, 13, 14 as well. Oh, uh, yeah. used to go used to go to a villa in Marbella and uh, there was like this big massive shopping centre that was like a seven storey shopping centre and one of them was like a music thing I, st- I bought like Dr Dre's The Chronic Album and I was oh, all that's
1: classic I was album. all hip I was going down
0: the street bouncing along to, to Dr Dre and all that and er uh, I knew a few people that went into like all that hip hop stuff so I sort of got into that as well so I was like a very diverse yeah. person like Dre 2001 or whatever the album was called after that and uh so yeah, it was a very diverse uh, playlist yeah, yeah. that I used to listen to. Right, though. I was being like that's a Wigger. Good. Did you call them Wiggers? <laughs> like the white, wiggers, the white yeah. rappers. I was like a, I was like a mixture. Of, I was like a white rapper <laughs> and like a new metal goth kid or something. It's it really weird.
1: Quite the combination. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> and then that's sort of like I semi played guitar. Like through the time I was like between sort of like twelve and sixteen. Like I, th- I played guitar, but I didn't really play mm-hmm. that much. Uh, I had some crappy little Squire Strat that like everyone gets yeah. every single person starts off in one of them and uh, yeah. I, I hated it I loved the thought of playing guitar like I wanted to play guitar but I hated playing guitar like it yeah, was really was, weird Yeah. like I just couldn't connect I to it at all like, I didn't know whether it made me feel like a cool kid or whether I was like I to be rock star like I loved to say oh I'm a guitar player but I absolutely hated mm-hmm. playing and uh, yeah. eventually I was going to give up I think it was like 2005 I was going to give up music and I was like it's not for me that at all but i was oh, like no. i want to get a les paul because slash played one and it was like even if i just hung it on my wall and just admired it the fact that like <laughs> i've got this les paul so i'm sort of like it's the same instrument slash plays and i sort of like this is my little sort of like tribute to slash i thought i'll get one little shrine. yeah i'll get one and it can just sit in the on like hung up on the wall and it can that can just be that and uh i was like i got the les paul and absolutely fell in love with it and then obviously that's where it takes us now so I yeah. just led. That was that was the start of my musical career. I spent the first sort of three years doing nothing, playing guitar, playing like very bad power chords, and then sort of started picking up a bit more serious. Yeah. Once
1: I was, I think so it was like have...
0: 2005. I think it was like Christmas 2005, possibly. I got that.
1: I think I am now where you were in 2005. Yeah, I've been like sort of like
0: semi. I've been like serious about it, but like very like semi-serious when it came to actually playing it.
1: Very mm-hmm, yeah, really lazy, very yeah.
0: really lazy when he came to. I like to say I'm a guitar player, but I don't really play much. But, uh, yeah, see, I got in my first band when I was, like, 16, just before I was 17. Yeah, yeah that's how old
1: I was, band. but it, it wasn't really a, a band. Yeah.
0: It was me and a friend, but... Well, I was, like, in college. Because when I, when I left school, I left my hometown, which I now live in again. But I left mm-hmm. there and went to go live with my dad in Teesside. And, yeah. Uh, so I was, like, I was in college and I got to know these people in who were still in school. They were like in year 11 in school. Oh. And uh, I sort of like met them through like acquaintances and they were like jamming with each other. And then I was I came in and we formed a band together and we were called Silent Oblivion.
1: Oh, say, that's We cool. were the
0: greatest band of all time. We were absolutely <laughs> fucking amazing. I've got to say we weren't bad. We weren't bad. Yeah. People that had never wrote a song before. We were pretty damn good, but we, yeah. we probably could have been pretty good if we stuck together. Um, yeah, yeah, that stayed. was like the start of my musical journey, like properly. And, uh, yeah, kind of we went back. We played like seven or eight shows. I think it was. We had like five songs. We used to go like do a show and play like three songs, and that was it. Like we we cool. get booked to do a show like a support band, and we'd play like ten minutes, then we'd stop and like the promoters like, is that it? <laughs> like, yeah, that's all we've worked. so far. That's, that's how oh, That's was set. you better
1: than me. We're, we're I did. only 17, I think,
0: do you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I did like two open mic nights, one song each time. My eyes were closed the whole time. I've only it done, was horrendous. I've only
0: <laughs> done one open mic night before I played drums on it. I'm not even a drummer, but I played drums for a friend of it. That was like the only op- open mic. It was a battle of the bands. It was something like that. It was one of those style things. Only time of yeah. any sort of like open mic thing. I played drums. And I'm not a drummer, but we weren't bad. We didn't win, but we weren't bad.
1: We weren't bad. Could, That's good. Could have been
0: a lot worse. But yeah, start Oblivion, we were absolutely class. One of our songs, I think we might actually use in Battle Square One, I think I actually came from there. That was All like right. the first song, the second song I wrote. For that. I re it a little bit now, but uh, it's still on MySpace if anyone ever hunts it out. I just search for, like, I'm going to hunt go on down. MySpace. It's, like, <laughs> it's not bad. It, it's, it rips off Slither by Velt Revolver so much. It's literally pretty much like a note-for-note <laughs> note parody of Slither. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it weren't bad. It weren't bad. I re rewrote yeah. it a little bit, so you might hear it. You might hear it in the future. But, uh, yeah, we had a few good songs. We had a song called Eyes of the Insane, which was the first song I ever wrote. And, uh, that
1: sounds interesting. I think
0: about the same year it was, I think uh, Slayer came out of a song called Eyes of the Insane as well. Christ to lose. So they
1: got that idea yes. from yeah, you. Yeah, they
0: did actually, yeah. Uh, I'm going to find out. Let's go. <laughs> 2006, Slayer released an album with the song Eyes of the Insane, which was released in 2006 as a single. So they might have preempted us a little bit with it. Aww. But uh, yeah, we did write a song at the same time. Actually, around the same time, I think it was a bit earlier. Might have been the same time. I wrote a song called Seize the Day. It was absolutely garbage. It was one of the worst songs ever imaginable. (laughs) And uh, about a week later, I heard Seize the Day by Avenged Sevenfold on Kerrang! And I was like, that's the end of that one then. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it all seems to happen to me. I don't know if I rip people off subconsciously, but but, yeah, we did
1: have a a
0: song called Eyes of Insane. It wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't a bad song. I actually wrote that, I think, in 2006. So we might have preempted them a little bit. Uh, me and a guy who went to school with jammed the song out, and then we sort. Of, I took the music and just sort of wrote it into a full song later on down the road. Uh, it wasn't bad, actually. He plays like, all, uh, a lot of acoustic stuff in Newcastle now.
1: Oh, really? He's
0: always uh, he kicking about. He's called David. I don't want to give his phone name <gasps> out, because I don't want people I think I might
1: have seen him. His artist Artis
0: name is Does literally just David. That's it. Um,
1: Does he... Oh. I'm sure I've seen him. I will have seen him because I'm always in town. I'm,
0: he's always kicking about in pubs and that. He live streams a lot.
1: Does As he? Oh, well, yeah. He live gonna streams to, on
0: Facebook. I'm going to um, have
1: to find out who that is and see if it's the same person. I won't send
0: it publicly. It's probably promotion no. for me. I don't really want to like stalk him or anything, just in case. <laughs> so, you, can, you can stalk us, but not not anyone else. I'm going to send you him on Skype and you can well, let us know what you think. You can let us know if this is the I same guy Where's his artist page? I know people probably just like what the fuck's going on here. I'll send you his artist (laughs) page. Let me know if you know him because that would be quite coincidence. That would be like quite a weird little thing. That would be chat. There we go. I've sent it to you on the chat. Um, Yeah, he he, fantastic guitar player. He's absolutely amazing. He literally probably he's probably when he was fifteen, he's probably better than I ever will become. He was absolutely insane. Um, and we, yeah we wrote that yes. song we wrote our first song I think song. it's him yeah he went to school with us. he was in my music oh, class oh that's so cool but, um, but yeah he, he helped write like, my <laughs> very first song which uh, then we used in Start Oblivion which is oh. pretty damn cool and uh, yeah we, we weren't a bad band we sort of got together 2007 we broke up like 2008 um, yeah I'm trying to think when we did break yeah it was 2008 then I moved back here back to my hometown once yeah. we broke up But, uh, yeah, we we weren't bad. We weren't bad. Uh, We did a few shows. We We were good for what we were. You know what I mean? We weren't. Amazing, but I mean, if we stuck together, I think if it was like a long term thing, I think we probably would have done pretty good, damn good.
1: Yeah, I think we probably
0: would, would have turned out all right in the long run. But, um, it's
1: just a shame you're stuck with me now.
0: I know, <laughs> I know. but it could be worse, it could be worse. But yeah, we we had a few shows. I remember, once, uh, there was a band from London called Drug Dealer Cheerleader. Uh, they're split up now. I heard of, them, heard I of think. them. Oh, they're amazing. I heard them in a classic rock magazine. No, you get the free CDs. I heard oh, there's yeah. some fireworks on there, and I was like, shit this is like amazing. Like a proper obsessed over the song, and um when the MySpace came out, on that I hunted them out on MySpace, and um, I started following them. And I saw I saw that they were going on tour, and uh, I, I was like, oh, I, I want to play with them. They had a few dates left to fill, and I was like, well, why don't we try and book, like get book a venue, and we'll try and bring them here, and we'll play with them because I we thought they were like massive this but, massive band. Yeah. And that. we'll play with this massive band, and that. like fifty people turned up, whatever. But but um, yeah, we booked them, and then. They were looking for support slots, support bands in Glasgow the day before, and uh, me being a sort of the starry-eyed sort of wannabe rock star, I was like, "Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll go, we'll book it." So I booked us to go to Glasgow the day before uh i think i was 17 i think the rest of them was 16 at the, at the point so obviously we didn't oh drive gosh. we weren't adults essentially and uh i booked us <laughs> with a slot and uh i was like yeah fuck it, we'll go and uh, the plan was we we're gonna <laughs> we we're gonna get the all the drum breakables all the symbols and all that stuff like that uh, yeah. we we're gonna get them with the guitars we weren't going to take the amps basically the symbols the stands and all that the guitars whatever and uh, we we're gonna get the train from teesside uh, to glasgow
1: Oh my Friday gosh. night,
0: we're going to play the show, we're going to hang about the club till 2am, we're going to go back to Glasgow train station at 2 o'clock on a Friday night in the oh, city centre no. and we're going to sit in the train station till 6am till, uh, oh
1: till the
0: train came and then we're going to get the train home. And uh, their parents were like, you're fucking not. And I was like, why? What, what, what's the issue? What, what, what's the problem with that really? You know what I mean? Thinking back in it now, it was probably a smart choice because I would want to go to Glasgow city centre now. Now, yeah. I'm a 26 year old. I don't ever mind being a 16 year old kid with guitars. But I don't know. What I mean. A gig was a gig. So I didn't care. So that was, that was my plan. That was what we were going to do. So uh, unfortunately, we had to pull out of that.
1: Oh, never. Uh, yeah,
0: when I, I, I didn't care. I, I was going to be on the road. No, I didn't give a shit. That was <laughs> my aim. I just wanted to be on the road like 300 days a year when I was 16. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did bring him down to Teesside the day after, though. And we did play with him that was awesome oh you really got cool to so we got to meet the band that I absolutely loved and that and we got the seat we got like I bought the CDs and that and we got the posters signed by them which I've still got I think they might have rip, might have ripped in like transit you know, when you move over the years oh
1: but, no but
0: I think I've still got them somewhat they're still a bit ripped in that but I've still got them uh, which is really really cool but yeah we played with them again that was like in the August I think we played with them again in the February or the March I think it was I think we did play with them again uh, in our local area which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the drummer unfortunately died from them a couple of years ago.
1: Oh, really?
0: Absolutely devastated. I sort of lost touch with the band, um, sort of following them. But yeah, I so saw on Facebook that like, the drummer had died and I was like, oh. Oh, as if that's so like, devastating. He was, so, he was probably the nicest guy in the band as well.
1: Yeah, oh, that's so, so cool. sad.
0: But uh, I remember we played with them the second time, they had a substitute bass player with them. Um, They had like a higher one. And he played in a band called Teenage Casket Company, who only actually split up this year. And uh, I remember, like, he was like a proper like rock star looking guy, like with the the sort yeah. of a long fringe and the tattoos and that. He was proper awesome. <laughs> and uh, after the Charles talking to him, and he gave us uh, his, his band Teenage Cast Company's al- new album for free. He just gave us a copy of it.
1: Oh, so that's nice! Sort of cool.
0: And um, <laughs> I still got it actually. But uh, they split up last November. But I've f- followed them quite a bit since then, and they were a pretty damn good band. They were a good band, but yeah, yeah I don't think I heard them. Yeah, they're quite simply they're sort of like a. Uh, Maybe like a sort of like a sleaze rock band, or a bit like a a type of like a Motley Crue-ish sort of thing. That's not my idea, yeah, but a bit more like hard rock,
1: like yeah. modern rock
0: sort of thing. But yeah, they were pretty damn cool. Sort of mixed between like Velvet Revolver, maybe like Motley Crue, like yeah. that sort of style. But yeah, um, and then the drummer, they're no, not the drummer. The singer left in March, so we got a girl singer. Um, we did like one or two shows, and then we split up with her, mm-hmm. fur and then we sort of just dwindled out and went into the abyss and. Was never heard of again.
1: Oh. That was our
0: band. That was my very first band. Uh, but obviously, everything ends at some point. It was a shame, but never mind. Yeah. And then I moved back here and been here ever since. So, you know, good. <laughs> and then I I pretty much didn't do much musically until about 2012, I think it was. So I sort of did like little bits, and I went to college, did music, and I did the open mic yeah. night sort of thing, but nothing like band wise properly. To about 2012, where I joined Kickflip.
1: Oh yeah, uh, pop flip. punk
0: cover band in yep. Durham. With, uh, I met the guy. Uh, I met. I'm sure I met the bass player on Joy My Band, which is actually oh, where yeah, I met you, what, I think.
1: That yeah, Joy my, my Band. band yep. the
0: website everyone goes to. to yep. get a Band. That is the <laughs> website. Oh my god, I always give it a lot of grief and say that it's a shit website, but I'm sure pretty much everything musically that I do comes from there. So it's not a bad. Yeah,
1: band. I'm the same. But, yeah, yeah, that's how I met my. Other friend as well. But yeah, I
0: met the bass player on there. I think it was, and then we it turned out we lived in the same estate. Really, that was We literally lived about <laughs> well, three minutes walk from each other, and his mum worked in the shop that we go to on pretty much a daily basis.
1: Oh really? It was
0: like as if like how the hell like personal. person I never met him. We went to the same school, yeah. and uh, he went he went to Newcastle University. I think it was we become a teacher. He lives in there. He lives in Newcastle now actually.
1: Does he?
0: Um, but yeah, he. Um, we lived like three minutes away from each of it, I was like as if. And then we somehow <laughs> met the drummer late which we auditioned drummers for ages and we never thought sort of found one. Yeah, and then we met the drummer Mike, the guy who's hopefully gonna work on us on, with Revolution. Uh, we met him. Oh, I can't remember yes. how we met him, but we just sort of came across him one day. And uh, we had that we had that gel, you know, we had that bond. Like yeah. we got our chemistry of a band it just clicked. We had that we had that. We were actually pretty damn I'd say we were pretty damn good, tell you the truth. So yeah. we were tight as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, we played together till about, for a couple of years and that. We were, we were pretty damn good. We were pretty damn good. Uh, we wrote Revolution. That was our one main accomplishment.
1: Yeah, that's a good song. Which,
0: well, I'd say I sort of wrote the music and we sort we evolved it over time. But, like, the whole <laughs> concept of the song was me over time. Um, but, yeah, that was our main accomplishment. Obviously, we're going to use it in the new Back to Square One EP, which is coming Yay. very soon. And it's going to be used in the Infinite Desolation video game soundtrack. So that's one good thing that's came of it. Mm. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, Mike comes on board and gives us the lyrics that he wrote for because our lyrics were absolutely awesome. And uh, if he does, hopefully, he's going to feature in it because that would be, yeah. cool. be sort of a good no, way to sort of. It'd be like a fitting send off for the band in a way. Like
1: Oh, yeah. Least, like a little tribute. Yeah,
0: like even though we sort of we never got to record the song, least we're going to sort of come together and do the song. Yeah, yeah. I might actually That's try to nice. get in touch with Lee, the bass player. I might see if he's actually up for maybe doing the bass. I've already done the bass on it, but I might see if he wants to come and do it again. I mean, just like,
1: that would be cool. We yeah. sort of
0: like kick flip from back to square. Like one little tribute, like I'll fit and send off oh, like, the song.
1: Like passing the yeah, torch. Yeah, that would be quite cool. On. So I'm going to get in
0: touch with them. We need to get in touch with Mike anyway and see whether he, he yeah. would do it. But um, yeah, we played together from about 2012 to 2014. Uh, we did one show and we played. T- Twelve cover songs, I think it was, and we absolutely smashed it. We were like band of the night, without a doubt. We were absolutely <laughs> fucking fantastic, we were tight as shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did one one song we were gonna do, and this is one thing that I hate saying. This is probably when on the YouTube stream all the dislikes are just gonna like bomb now. Uh-oh. We we were gonna cover Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja by Lost Prophets. Oh, no. Well, we, well, when we were playing, it was at the point I think we got together around the point where you got arrested and uh, oh, we were playing to yeah. go through the whole waiting for the trial because the trial could get pushed back enough for like a year. Mm-hmm. and um, we learnt it and we're going to play it because to be fair Ian, Ian Walker he was innocent you know what I mean that's what we thought there was no way yeah, that was going to happen yeah. there was no way he did that stuff We, I heard rumours over the years because uh, a few of my friends used to go to a lot of shows and that and they'd sort of like met him before and they told us rumours that he was maybe a bit pushing the border with the age of consent and that you know what I mean oh Like gosh, he, may, he yeah. may have crossed the boundary one too many times but nothing, nothing serious <laughs> so fair enough it's still serious God. but nothing like as bad as what he'd done he might have like she might have been like a week shy of her 16th birthday and that's the sort of yeah. stories that I'd heard before but nothing like that so we thought it was innocent we thought maybe it was like a jilted fan or something like that do you know what I mean we thought yeah. we thought surely uh, no yeah. one no one's gonna do that do you know what I mean that's just like a whole level, level of like bad so mm-hmm. we thought it was gonna get off we thought it was gonna get dropped so we were playing Shinobi and uh, obviously he didn't get let off and um, yeah, our show I it was
1: that bad <laughs>
0: our show was like the, I think that was like December I think he got sent down and uh, once again I'm going to con- consult Wikipedia and he's going to tell us <laughs> everything uh, he got convicted on I can't even find out hang on uh, 18th of December 2013 so yeah it was December 2013 we had our first show in January 2014 so we had like a month and we were like are we going to play it it's like we're, we're going through the whole thing, which I still stand by. Is the other four members or five members, whatever, did nothing wrong? So what's yeah, like, you know what I mean, like that's
1: that's true because it's bad for them. Yeah, you know, we
0: can't sort of ignore their musical achievement and sort of like just give up on them. You know what I mean, they didn't wrong. They did nothing to yeah. deserve it. So we're like, do we play it? Do we not play it? We jammed it in the practice room in that, and we were like, it's it's a good song. I'm not going to deny it. It's a damn good song. But uh, when it got up ashore we didn't play it. We decided last minute. We were like on the, even on the day we we're like, we're gonna play it and we we're like we should probably just be safe. And just Yay, not because if we started playing, sorry. we don't know obviously someone might have attacked us, we might have got bottled <laughs> you, you really don't know how it's gonna set someone off to you, especially yeah. when you're drunk. And uh, it was probably a very, very good choice that we didn't play it because for sure, we played up normally you play on a on this on the floor. We didn't have a stage, mm-hmm. we were playing on the pub floor. Oh, really? Obviously, there's no barricades. There's no security. There's no gap between us and the audience. And it probably was a good job because obviously someone could have walked up and just punched us and what could we have done about it? We had no protection. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you've got
1: to keep yourself safe.
0: There was a drunk guy who kept hugging the singer (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he was he was fucking pissed. But then like, I had like one guy, every time he walks to go to the toilet or go outside for a cigarette, he kept trying to like pluck my guitar strings. And you know? I mean, that's how close we were to people.
1: Oh, God, So obviously, yeah. if we
0: decided to play, we were literally open targets. So it was probably a good choice yeah. if we didn't. But I still, one thing I really do hate is when you play on the floor like that and you've got no security because, fair enough, we're, we're entertaining, but we're still technically employed. You no, know I mean, we're still employed. Yeah, that's true. We're employed true. by your business to entertain the pe- your customers your patrons in the pub so it's not protected the same as where you em- protect employees but that's one thing i always hate about when you're a small band because you always to play crappy shows like that
1: yeah you play on the floor yeah. and obviously you just there's <laughs> not
0: stage you literally just stood on the floor next to people drinking doing your thing but uh yeah it was probably a good job we didn't play shinobi just in yeah, case because um, <laughs> we could have got in serious shit for that but we were, we were the best band of the night by far we were pretty damn fucking good we got a great response we were probably the best and uh, yeah. that was our only show we did together and then I left in June-ish of 2014 of my because my anxiety issues started oh, in the head yeah. didn't know what they were uh, literally one night we were playing live uh, we weren't playing live so I were in the practice room and all mm-hmm. of a sudden got an overwhelming feeling of like Panic. Didn't know what it was. Just something wasn't right, and I was like, "Shit, I've got to go home." Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Oh. right so we cut the practice short. Fair enough. Whatever. What one we off, and then the week after, same thing happened again, and it was like, "Shit." And then obviously, I like, I never went back because every time I tried to go, I started getting really panicky about yeah. it in case. It. I was like getting anxious in case whatever happened then happened again sort of thing yeah but obviously it was probably I was anxious about anxiety and my anxiety was making me well I didn't know what it was didn't know what anxiety was so yeah, um well, you
1: wouldn't, so obviously I, I left
0: think. and um that's kind of when I did the YouTube thing I did the YouTube thing a little bit before I think like I left in June I think I started my gaming channel I think it was in like March of the same year
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: it was I'm gonna go on YouTube right now find
1: <laughs> out find out
0: find out <laughs> We've got to keep the facts right. We're not just going to like, talk shit. You know, well,
1: no, you've got to. You've got
0: to have uh, facts, February twenty sixth, twenty fourteen is when I started my very first YouTube channel, and it was the gaming channel. And I spent the first month with a crappy laptop that couldn't keep up with it, and the video just froze all the time. And it was oh, awful. Never. But uh, <clears throat> one thing I really regret is not doing YouTube sooner. Like. I didn't yeah. know what YouTube was. I knew what the website was, but I didn't know, like, a YouTuber was a thing or people played guitar on YouTube. Like, why would you do that? That's just weird. Yeah, why, why
1: would you? Why would you just play guitar on YouTube? Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, why would you do it? Like, it just didn't make any sense to me that people did this. But then I think, like, even, like, the yeah. gaming thing, why would you play games on YouTube? Who's going to watch that? Because, to be fair, even I had a gaming channel, it's boring as shit. Like, I hate watching gaming channels. Like, I think... I just,
1: Oh, I, I see. I enjoy it because... Some games I'm too scared to play, so I i not just like, watch other people play I don't it.
0: mind, like, fact-based videos, or, like, say, like, Game Theorist. you know where, like, yeah. you explaining something about Because I, like, I watch a lot of, like, Star Wars theory stuff where they explain stuff about it. Like, I don't mind mm-hmm. something like that, but I don't want to sit and, like, spend 10 hours watching someone play through a game. Like, I don't get entertainment out of that.
1: Oh, you see, I think I, think I watched the full playthrough of Alien, the Alien oh, game. Oh, yeah.
0: I got bored Because
1: I, I got bought it for my birthday, yeah. I think. I was just too scared. Yeah, he's pretty. I couldn't play it. I was he's like, I'm just, I need to find out what happens, but I can't play but it. I just
0: think, if I had a gaming channel back then, it's always one of those what ifs. Because if I had a gaming channel back when like PewDiePie started out, obviously who knows? Oh, I could yes. have been like, I I could know. have had like ten million subscribers and been like rich as fuck. But
1: you never I know. know do you? Or even
0: I started playing guitar on YouTube back when like rock and all that were. about, you never know, do you? But um,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, it was. I right. sort of gave. It, I did that and it sort of gave me my. Glimpse into YouTube and sort of got the whole learn how to vid- edio, uh, edio, vid- edit Ed- videos, edio? edit videos edit videos edit videos. Also helped me find my voice a bit. So obviously when I turned the camera on on my music channel, I wasn't all panicky and scared to do it. So uh, yeah, but, you
1: mean like I am now? Yeah,
0: but I, I sort of realised that like obviously I started that in like I left I left kickflip in June. I pretty much stopped in play guitar at all until really? until I started my doodles channel. I pretty much didn't play guitar at all because I had nothing to focus on. So I just played games on my music channel, yeah. on my gaming channels. Oh, I did all day, every day. And uh, I sort of realised I was just being unproductive. Like I was sat for like 40 hours a week just playing video games. Like, well, no, I mean, <laughs> but I don't know. I, one time I, when, I sh- when PewDiePie started out, I was actually unemployed. Um, I'm going to find out when did PewDiePie started start, I'm sure it was 2010 he started his channel, but we're going to find out once again. Um, Find out. I left college in like 2009, September 2009. PewDiePie started in April 2010. So I left college in April 2000, September 2009-ish, September, October, November, something like that, late 2009, early 2010. And uh, I didn't get my first job until September 2011. So I spent about 80 months unemployed. I was applying for jobs. Like normally I applied mean, for like 300, yeah, 500 fa- like of jobs. All I was doing, though. but I was sat all day playing Xbox all day yeah. every day i played like i got like one hundred twenty thousand 000 gamer score in three years or four years or whatever. i played like 500 <laughs> games on my xbox like i was hardcore like <laughs> i was going through campaign after campaign i i think if I, like back when i was unemployed doing nothing if i sat mate if i was doing youtube videos you know and i mean i would have had that doing all of that i could have been yeah. massive i could have been absolutely huge um but obviously wasn't meant to be didn't know that was a thing <laughs> uh, so yeah, I pretty much threw myself into the gaming world, my whole gaming channel, and that's uh, full-time. Like, I was full-time doing my gaming stuff. And then uh, I realised I was just spending 40 hours a week plus playing video games, which is pretty unproductive. And yeah. then obviously I wasn't playing guitar, which is the one thing I actually love doing. And uh, my anxiety got really bad in that at one point. And uh, I just start, I'd just focus myself a bit better to sort of take my mind off it. I started watching, like, e-rock videos. Uh, I knew E-Rock prior like I knew of his work but I really got into like the whole E-Rock meets metal stuff
1: yeah uh, about... I don't think I've seen oh he must have heard I don't of E-Rock
0: everyone knows E-Rock I don't
1: think I have Check I'm not out. big on the like YouTube thing well, if, you, if
0: you like even like stuff like the Walking Dead theme played as like as a metal song or like you like theme songs played in, like metal uh, check him oh. out he's like one of the OGs like he's original
1: well, um, when it comes I to have, stuff I might have then but just not paid attention to like Absolutely who he not. is because I just
0: I was like that before. I heard like his stuff long before I knew like knew who he was sort of thing. like I'd heard his stuff but uh, for like a couple of weeks like sort of in April when my anxiety got really bad I was off work and uh, I pretty much had to take my mind off it somehow. So I started watching mm-hmm. YouTube because obviously I could watch something. I could just sit and watch. Yeah. So I started watching E-Rock stuff, and I was like, so like listening to all these meat metal stuff, and I was like, oh, I could, like why don't I do this? Like why don't I just do this on YouTube instead? Because yeah. I'm playing games. I'm already <laughs> on YouTube. I'm already into the whole YouTube thing. So I was like, why not try do it? And then uh, I was browsing on YouTube some more, and I got in the fluff. And uh, I think I binge watched oh, yes. every single one him. of it. I think all of these FAQ Mondays, I binge watched them. And, like, yeah. when I'd go and pick my girlfriend up from work, I'd put him on in the car and I'd listen to them in the car and stuff like that. And I was, like... Ob- like, some of them I watched, like, half a dozen times. Like, I was obsessed. Like, Fluff and e were, like, my guys. Like, I was obsessed with them. Yeah. Uh, people... I've actually been called, like, Mini Fluff before.
1: Have you? Yeah, I think I think, I'd, that... I
0: think... Well, Jeff... I rip off his content pretty much. I'm going to openly say <laughs> that. Like, my Q and Dave is, like, FAQ Monday. do you know what I mean. I think exactly what it is. Uh, my <laughs> reviews are doing exactly the same as his. But he does it so well, so
1: I oh, There's no point that, in doing in it differently way. to
0: try and be different when he does it right in the first place. So, yeah. See, so, yeah, I pretty much binge watched them and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Like, that's probably why my content's so varied. Like, I want to be like fluff. I want to do all the review stuff and like review products and stuff, which is what I kind of do at times. But then, like, yeah. I want to be like E Rock and do like the covers. Like, I want to yeah. do video <laughs> game covers. But I started doing like pop punk covers and went into video game covers. And now we're back into pop punk covers at the minute.
1: But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, my channel's sort
0: of like fluff and e if they were really really shit at what they do both of them no. are absolutely fantastic and like e warming up after having not played for a year is better than i could probably ever play because he is like amazing but yeah that's pretty much my channel in a nutshell if e and fluff can't play guitar but did youtube that is my channel <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much where this channel came from then on april 29th 2015 i took the plunge and i started my channel and pretty yeah. much gave up my gaming channel my gaming channel died off around November last year with the odd because it was sort of I couldn't keep it up with both of them and it was, it was I, mean, I, just, I was enjoying music a lot more because it was so much <laughs> more fun and um, yeah. yeah that's pretty much where this this came from and I started off making I think my very first cover was Song" by some 41 it was pretty damn fucking good all things considered you see I've never really mixed music before and that it turned out pretty well yeah it turned out pretty damn well,
1: good. You, first attempt was better than my now attempts, well, <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: not it's not that bad, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much where it all led to. This is obviously then over time, I got into the whole video game cover things, I did the reviews, uh, got my endorsements by SIT Strings yeah, and Dovetail cool. Strings, which I'm going to contact both of them and just see whether they can just endorse us as a band because that would just, make, that would more, just cool. make, would make more sense, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. but obviously, SIT have like Lamb God, Ramstein, Shinedown, Megadeath stained the beach boys they're like part of the artist roster <laughs> the beach yeah boys. they're part of the sit artist roster and i'm <laughs> a sit member so that's pretty damn cool too that is uh,
1: cool. Dovetails
0: a much smaller brand in the uk but the the dude who runs that is absolutely fantastic um he always sends us like extra stuff and he's always like really cool to talk doing that so they're really cool i'm sure he would endorse us as a band and then we can both get the sort of like the endorsey perks
1: yeah that
0: would be cool but um, but yeah they obviously all led to that and it led to the Infinite Desolation soundtrack which is hopefully coming out this year I really need to pick back up with that I've sort of let it slide a bit when I got busy into the uni I let the whole soundtrack thing slide a bit. I've really got massively into it again. I've been working on it a bit, like tw- like tweaking ideas and that, but nothing really. <laughs> so just in- like you said,
1: I've been tweaking. I, I think I said I
0: was, I was. gonna say tweaking, and I was gonna say working, and just saying twerking instead. <laughs> I've <been> Twerking. Working <laughs> on the soundtrack. So when you play the game, that you've got that'd be Easter egg in the game. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I really need to pick that back up like heavily because uh, I've let that slide a little bit recently. Yeah. Um, but about halfway there of what I want to do. I'm about halfway through that. So hopefully that will be coming out in 2017 so you can all play it and uh, I'll live stream it as well because it's going to be a lot of fun to play. It's a really good game. Um, And then I started university doing music production and business with Point Blank Music School, uh, which is really, really damn cool. It's a lot focused on dance music, but it can all be transferred over to this. And uh, obviously it's helping out with my songwriting and my mixing and stuff like that and my soundtrack composing. And uh, then in December twenty sixteen we met, so we've Yay. actually known each other less than two months. Yeah, which
1: I think I was just thinking to myself, I need to get back into music again. Yeah, I don't. Know. What so did I just I went and joined my band. What did yeah. I want
0: out of it? I think I was fed up because I was always doing instrumental covers. Yeah, because you get like the people. Well, you know, like most people, um, like my good friend, Jassy J, not my good friend, my friend, Jassy J, who hopefully <laughs> is going to be interviewed on this one, by the way, if anyone, lot yeah. of people out there might know her. We are hopefully going to be interviewing her on this podcast soon. So that should be really cool. Uh, but like, she does, like the, she does all the covers as well, fantastic player. But um, she plays over top of songs. how you play along with them, which is obviously fairly cool. Uh, Russian Dan, Daniel Leonov, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Leonov. He does sort of the same idea. Um, But Because I was quite into the production side of it. When I started, I'd played everything myself like I do anyway. Uh, So obviously I didn't have the vocalist for the tracks. I was just doing instrumentals, uh, which obviously if you play along with the tracks is absolutely cool. Obviously it's perfectly viable. Um, But because I started doing the covers to produce the music, um mm-hmm. yeah. I was doing it all myself. So obviously my songs were lacking compared to like someone like Jassy J or like Daniel was doing like they had like obviously the original vocal tracks and that. So yeah. um it was lacking a bit and it was getting a bit fed up with sort of like is that why I'm not getting the views? Because obviously instrumental cover's not as good as not as entertaining as hearing the full song sort of thing. So I was like, is that like should I get a like a vocalist? And I was like so I just thought fuck it, I'll put the word out, you know what I mean? Drama yeah. band, why not? And uh Along came Linus Lynette. I was like, "Yeah." Uh, I was like, the f- "I think it was like the first person <laughs> who messaged me back. I think it was like the first person who responded, or one of the first. Oh, really? I think it was the first one that I at least took seriously. If anyone else did respond to it, It was sort of like, "Yeah, whatever." But um, yeah. yeah, when you messaged, me, it was sort of like, yeah, I think because you found me on Facebook. I think that was the thing. Yeah, I think it was sort of like it was a bit more effort. Like guess him. Yeah,
1: because I couldn't find you anywhere. And I was, and then I watched some of his videos, and I was like, "This guy's really good." and then I thought, I'll see if I can help or you he might not want it, but... Yeah, I
0: think, I think it was sort of like, because you actually like hunted my Facebook page out, like, that you actually put effort into that, so it was sort of like, yeah. were well, you seem a bit more serious than just someone that's like, yeah, I'll play. Like, have you ever played in a band before? No, I've never played before. No, like, you seem like you have something a bit more going. Like, you yeah. seem to know your shit a little well, bit I, better, so... I
1: pride myself on my professionalism. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was it, literally less than two months ago and now we have, I think it's about one, two, three, four six f- Five cover songs out at the minute. Five uh, covers. Five covers out at the minute. We've got a hell of a You're lot right. more in the works, and we are n- about forty-five minutes, give or take, into a podcast. Fifty-five minutes can our Skype call probably more like fifty minutes. Yeah. Um. Well, first podcast in less than two months, and we have an EP Ooh. about half done. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is not bad.
1: Yeah, I'd say half done. That is not bad
0: <laughs> at all. We've got. Yeah, we've got. We've got the songs in some form we just haven't finished them so, yeah,
1: yeah n- they're in they're in my heads if nothing else yeah so. and i've got, <laughs> we've
0: got most of the music down and we've got the ideas i always need to finish yeah. it but yeah that's not, that's not bad so that is pretty much like my youtube by my whole musical story we've ended up here um <laughs> in the space two months. we've probably done a lot more in these two months than i've ever done in any other musical project
1: yeah me too so that's pretty damn i think cool. we wrote i think i had songs written just words yeah. from my last one and like no music. We wrote one song, actually no. It's on MySpace, but I'm not I'm not even gonna yeah. say anything about that.
0: <laughs> well if you wanna hear no, my what? very first mix, it was from about what two thousand and nine-ish. If you go on the MySpace Sound Oblivion page, St. Oblivion one on MySpace, uh, there's a song called Girl on My Dreams, which was recorded with some really crappy boss recorder an electric oh. drum kit that didn't really work and I mixed it on there. It was my very first attempt at mixing. It was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> it is awful. I'm gonna hunt that down. The song's down. not bad. We might actually be able to use it in some capacity in the future. Uh, the song wasn't too bad, but yeah, that was my very first mix in like 2008 or 2009. It was dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> that, I'm surprised it put me off music. It was absolutely, <laughs> oh, it was horrible. But yeah, that was my very first mix i say we've probably done more in these two months than we've done if anyone else. So, yeah. And uh, we had a lot of problems as well in the very first stuff, which we're not going to get into because I don't want anyone to cock this one up. Uh, obviously, with the whole <laughs> TTL thing.
1: Um, oh, yes. Oh, that's yes. a
0: fun for another day. We'll get something released and then we'll go in that story. <laughs> but basically, we had a few issues with our uh, getting this whole thing underway. And uh, then we also had the issue where we we're going to release that cover albums. And then we found out we had to pay uh, to do yep. that which we never used to yep. uh, I uploaded everything on Louder and then suddenly in December 2016 they decided they were going to charge you $10 to license a cover so it's going to cost a lot of money to release albums as covers so that's why we never did them yep. so, so they're not on they're not on iTunes and that at the minute they are exclusively over on Patreon which I'll tell you guys about at the end uh, so we've got them so if you listen to them go over to Patreon but hopefully we'll get them on iTunes eventually that is the plan just obviously we need to make some sort of money to compensate that otherwise yeah. we're going to be spending a hell of a lot of money we don't have to get the songs up on yep. iTunes but yeah I'd say we've been very productive the EP is getting there hopefully we can have it out in the next couple of months uh, it should be really really cool and I'd say that is probably that's about my musical journey in a nutshell or an hour long nutshell at yeah. least. Uh, I did tell you I was going to ramble on quite a lot <laughs> no, me, you say something, that's it. I just go for it. I'm just talking. Uh,
1: I just laugh.
0: Yeah, you can make the laugh track. You can be like the Tommy C of the Back to Square One podcast.
1: Yeah, I'll just do loads of laughs and we'll just put it on yeah. and you can just be like talking in front of an audience of me. I
0: can ramble and you can just laugh along with me and just go. You entertain <laughs> me, just humour me and would be good enough. But uh, yeah, I think, well, I think you've got your musical story out, kind of.
1: I think I got most of it. Um, yeah... All <laughs> well,
0: well, past musical things, so. they were all preparation for this. This is yeah. the musical journey we have been heading towards. And we're going to release the Back to Square One EP very, very soon, hopefully. And then the Back of Square One album. And we already have a podcast. This is episode one of the podcast, which we've been talking about for ages. And we have finally done now, so that's good.
1: We've finally cool. got it done, yeah. And, uh, i finally it's finally got six. I
0: need a tidy up before I make tea. I'm starving. But this is what you do for the artist. This is for the cause. This is to create the art. you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, I think that's about our musical... Oh, shit, I've clipped like hell there. I think that is, like, our musical <laughs> journey summed up. Uh, have you got anything else to add? Don't think so. We all about so. good. That's everything Don't wrapped think, up. Yeah. So, obviously, the whole point of this podcast, this episode, at least, was to let everyone know about us, let us know a bit behind the scenes, let us know, obviously, what brought us here. And I think we've done just that. I think we've done everything we need to say I
1: think we'll
0: have Uh, obviously future episodes the podcast is going to be about pretty much whatever we've got no really set path on what we're going to do with the podcast Uh,
1: we'll just wing it we'll wing it yeah
0: trending topics really obviously if something happens then we can talk about it so obviously if something big goes down in the world of music or YouTube or entertainment in a nutshell obviously like say if Event Sevenfold drops a new album we can review it Uh, obviously we've got like the We Are X review coming up hopefully very oh, yes. soon, and uh, to, obviously, say like if someone say if a big musician died or like PewDiePie got arrested for murder or whatever, then obviously, don't
1: jinx then obviously, don't we'll, jinx
0: well, no, we'll hopefully not. But obviously, say if that happened, <laughs> then obviously, we'll podcast about that. You know what I mean, big stories. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, pretty much trending topics in the world of entertainment. Reviews, uh, we've got a few sort of fun episodes where we're going to play some fun games and that, uh, lined up in the future, but yeah, we're just going to pretty much wing it. So hopefully, everyone is enjoying it, and even though we have rambled on far too much. <laughs> uh, but hopefully everyone's enjoyed it And uh, hopefully it hasn't clipped too much Because I've noticed I've looked back and read uh, My microphone's been clipping Like hell at times uh, Oh no. Hopefully I can Get that down in post-production A little bit But uh, yeah I think pretty much everything Is summed up The podcast will come out As and when I think I don't think we're going to Stick to a weekly schedule Are we? Because we just won't keep to it
1: No obviously We're going to well, force We're well. we have to
0: force Content that way So we'll have to make Something entertaining So yeah. We'll do it as and when But hopefully we'll do it On a semi-regular basis and uh, obviously, watch out for the new videos either on my channel or the Battle Square 1 channel. And uh, keep out for the new podcast either on the, my channel, the Battle Square 1 channel, the iTunes, uh, which links will be down below in the description box. Or if you go on iTunes, search for Back to Square 1. Uh, hopefully, they're going to be on Spotify. I've submitted them to Spotify, so hopefully, they don't get rejected. And um, maybe SoundCloud in the future. I know SoundCloud charged for the storage space at the minute, so I'm not really too keen on that one at the yeah. minute. It's a good, probably the best place to host them, but obviously at the minute it's money we haven't really got. So we'll see. But wherever everyone is listening to it, if whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the future episodes. Uh, hopefully this is being streamed over my channel live, so obviously we will be hanging out with people in the chat. Uh, so if we have done that, we have had a lot of fun doing that. I've been a bit preemptive and telling people we had a lot of fun. Whether we did, I'm sure we did. I'm sure you guys are awesome <laughs> I'm
1: though. sure we will. <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, wherever you guys are listening to it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next one because hopefully episode two won't take that long to land. Uh, hopefully we can do it very, very soon. Yep. Uh, but Matt, have know if you've got anything else to add or are we good to go?
1: I think that's about it. Just, um hi yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. That is it
0: we are back to square one this is it and hopefully you guys enjoy what you hear Hope in the podcast in our music uh, hopefully you enjoy our regional music and hopefully you'll stick around for many many more years to come and we can have a good friendship together and we can bring you guys Yay. awesome content hopefully you guys do dig it Alright everybody, we're about to exit stage left and head over to the next town. Really hope you guys have enjoyed this debut episode of the Back to Square One podcast. We had a lot of fun recording it so hopefully you guys had a lot of fun listening to it and whether you listen to it on my YouTube channel, the Back to Square One YouTube channel, iTunes or anywhere else where the podcast may be hosted, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the future episodes and don't forget you can also check out our covers and original songs that we do on my YouTube channel, the Back to Square One YouTube channel or at the minute exclusively on Patreon. We're hoping to get the songs up on iTunes, Google Play spotify etc later on down the road but right now you can get them exclusively on patreon by going to patreon.com slash btso and pledging just one dollar per cover or original will get you instant access to all of our past covers as a band as well as all of our future covers and originals too so you can download them and listen to them wherever you want to go right hopefully we'll catch you guys next time that we roll into town but until then we'll see you guys later